The Psalms are songs, poems, and prayers. It's where we find comfort, hope, and see how God's people of old express their faith. But it's also where we can find many signs pointing us to Christ, pointers of whom Christ is and what Christ would do. As such, the Psalms are the most quoted Old Testament book in the New, and Christ himself quoted from the Psalms more than any other book. So over the next few weeks in midweek devotions, we'll be exploring several of these messianic psalms. Psalms that point to the Messiah. That's the Hebrew word. The Greek word that we know is Christ. These psalms that point to who Christ is and what Christ has done. And in them, we will find comfort and hope as we live out our faith. With that in mind, turn with me to Psalm 2. Psalm 2 is going to be the first of these messianic psalms that we're going to be looking at. So let me read Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the sun, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Who was the last person you kissed? A family member, a partner relative. Perhaps with it being COVID season, kissing hasn't been a high priority. So who would you normally kiss? When we think of kissing someone, it usually is someone very close to us. Uh, A kiss is a sign of a very close relationship. But a kiss is also a way to pay respect, to recognize the status and honor of the one you're kissing. Perhaps you've seen world leaders greet one another with a kiss, It's a sign of respect and honour. Well, in Psalm 2, the rulers of the world are encouraged to kiss someone, uh, to respect and recognise this person's status and honour. So who is this person? Well, Psalm 2 verse 12 tells us, Kiss the son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And so the rulers of the world are called to kiss the Son. That is, to recognize who he is, uh, his authority, stature, and standing. It is to have a fit and proper response to who he is. In the same way, if you greeted the Queen, uh, you would bow or curtsy. You wouldn't give her a high five. If you greeted the United States President, you would say Mr. or Madam President, not Oi. And as much as we love to call her Gladys... If we met her, we would address her as Premier. When we greet someone in such a way, we recognize that person's office, authority, stature and standing. We recognize who they are. We have a fit and proper response. 
Well, in the same way, the psalm calls rulers of the world to recognize the office, authority, stature and standing of the son, to recognize who he is and have a proper and fitting response. That is, kiss the son. Now, the question is, why? I mean, what makes him so special? Well, not what, but who? In verse 6, we are told that God has installed the Son into this privileged position. In verse 7, we are told that God has spoken. God has said to him and declared him to be Son. Uh, verse 9, the earth is his. Uh, the Son is all-powerful. And in verse 12, all judgment is in his hands. One day, all will be standing before the Son. And so the son is no mere royal subject uh, or religious figure. Rather, the one enthroned in heaven has appointed him as king of the world. All authority has been given to him. And therefore, the wisest thing would be for rulers of the world to honor, observe and serve the son. That would be the smart thing to do. But uh, the nations choose to do their own thing. Uh, They reject the son's rule. Uh, They band together and they believe that they can knock this guy off. Rather than come under God's authority, they rebel. Yet that's the most foolish thing you could ever do. It would be like one of us stepping into the ring with a sumo wrestler. Uh, It would be folly, hilarious. Well, when kings rebel against the son, God has a good laugh at them. So in Psalm 2 verse 4 it says, The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. You can picture God shaking his head just wondering, why? Why would God still hold out the invitation though? The nations and the peoples and the powers that be, they rebel. So why would God still hold out the invitation to them? Well, because in the Father, in the Son, there is forgiveness and there is uh, hope. Uh, There is return from rebellion. And so the Father holds out the invitation to the whole world to kiss the Son. The Father holds out the invitation, yet if they hold out from him, all their power will come to nothing. It will be smashed to pieces like pottery. Now, the people of Psalm 2, the people of that day, they looked forward to this son's arrival. They looked forward to his forever reign. As great as King David was for them, he never ruled like this, uh, and God never declared him as son. And so the people of Psalm 2, they waited to see the son. Well, what we celebrate at Christmas is that the son has been born. Uh, And in his life, uh, we can see Psalm 2 play out, uh, even from the very beginning. So when Christ was a child, uh, the Magi came to worship, but Herod wanted him dead. Uh, At his baptism, God declared, this is my son, listen to him. Yet the religious rulers refused to do so. And so rulers rebelling against Jesus, well, that's something he experienced throughout his life. The religious rulers, well, they're horrified that Jesus made himself equal with God, claiming to be the Son. Uh, So much so that they conspired, plotted, and banded together against him. 
So rather than the nations doing this, uh, it was his very own people. It was an utter betrayal. And no clearer picture of that than a kiss from a friend. Rather than a kiss being a sign of affection and honour, Christ was betrayed with a kiss. And on the cross, Christ's body was dashed to pieces like pottery. But three days later, Christ was raised from the dead. God has shown us that he truly has installed Christ as king, a seat that no earthly authority can usurp. Every authority on earth is for a time, but the Son rules for all time. Christ is truly king. One day we will all be standing before him. And in the meantime, today the invitation still stands. Come and find refuge and blessing in him. The invitation still stands to all the powers that be and to all people. Come and kiss the sun. Now for us today, our three responses to this psalm. Uh, Firstly, uh, the psalm calls us to be wise. It is a call not just for kings and rulers, but also for us. It is a call for all those in power and for the people. We are all called to heed the warning and be wise. Therefore, get smart. Recognize who Christ is. Recognize his rule and authority. The smartest thing you could ever do is serve the Son. That's our first response. Our second is that the psalm gives us reasons to celebrate. You know, earthly powers, we know that they come and go. History is littered with them. Yet we can celebrate because Christ rules forever. We we recognize Christ's rule and rejoice knowing that Christ's in charge. Finally, uh, the psalm gives us comfort. Uh, We see the nation's rage. Yet God's laughter keeps things in perspective. It reminds us, um, who's in charge again? That's right, Christ. We live in an age of rage, but it's an age that's no different from any other. We live in an age of rage from kings to keyboard warriors. Yet we have refuge in Christ. We have blessing in him. And to kiss someone is a blessing. It's a sign that you're in a close relationship with someone. Well, amidst a world that rages, we can celebrate, find comfort and refuge and blessing for having kissed the sun. Let's pray. Dear God, help us to continue to see the sun, to see who he is and where he is, that he is king of the world. So help us to be wise and to do the smart thing and to serve and trust and follow him. Help us to share this invitation to the whole world, to powers that be and to all people. That uh, though they rebel, uh, they can return and that they too can find refuge and blessing in him. Uh, Dear God, we pray for the rulers of this world, that they would do the right thing, that they would rule justly, that they would know that there is a ruler above them, one whom they will have to give an account to. And that is also for us. One day we will be standing before Christ. And that is a day that we can so look forward to. It is a day that uh, would give us comfort, hope, and we can celebrate.
knowing that Christ is in charge. So in, a, in an age where the nations make lots of noise, uh, where there's fear and worry, uh, we can find comfort, hope, refuge and blessing uh, because we have come to Christ. Uh, we have kissed the Son. And so thank you for that invitation. May we share that with others. And we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today as we begin looking at these Messianic Psalms, Psalms that point to who Christ is and what Christ has done. And thank you for joining us as we begin this journey of our church's podcast. Um, feeling a bit nervous and new. So we would appreciate your feedback. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you'll be able to tune us in to the next uh, Psalm in Midweek Devotions. Until then, take care.